Well, hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. This is day number 728. I'm your weight loss coach, your health strategist. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I'm here to educate, inspire and empower you every single day to make sure that you can take your life, your body, your health from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And today's topic is around how many times can you keep getting knocked down and getting back up again? Is there a time when you say, I've had so much of this, I'm not going to get back up. I am just done. Well, today I'm going to talk about seven things that are going on in our country right now. Uh, many of these issues can be globalized as well. But seven things that are going on right now that we're only in to June or just about to head into July, another week, head into July. And we've got seven major things that are going on right now that are having a dramatic impact on our lives. Let's talk about the first one. No surprise, coronavirus. Single biggest thing to happen to us in the past 100 years probably. Well, maybe that's going to, yeah, it'd be 100 years. I guess the Spanish flu was the last big one. The world wars were obviously huge uh, as well, but nothing quite like what we've got now. Well, the Spanish flu is the closest thing, but the Spanish flu is different. So we've been hit really hard around the globe. And I just saw a thing this morning uh, when I was doing my uh, daily review of the, um, the world news, that we just reached a, well, they were calling it a world record. I don't know why they're using that terminology, but so in other words, the highest level of daily cases of COVID ever. So it, I think it was 183,000. The previous record, for, which was only a few days ago, was 150,000. So we're getting more and more cases around the world. Now, part of that could be because there's more testing as well, uh, but we also don't know the, the truth from some countries about what it is. But we've been hit really hard. We've got people around you. I have a client that's had family members that have passed away in another country in Brazil as a result of this virus. This has hit every single person on this planet. We've been hit economically, we've been hit um, financially, uh, we've been hit uh, from a physical standpoint, we've been hit from a mental standpoint as well. It is dramatic and it's continuing. So there's that. That's given us a big hit. Prior to that, in our country, we have bush, the bushfires. Okay, the start of the year, huge bushfires, worst ever, worst in 100 years, uh, and that is linked to climate change. So we've had around the globe many different climate change protests around the world. So climate change, again, something else that depending on your mindset is how hard that's going to hit you. It's like the kids. Um, like my kids are way more focused on the environment than I was at their age mainly because it wasn't really worried about back when I was a kid, I suppose. It was just like, oh, well, you know, you just do what you do. I don't know what year they discovered a hole in the ozone layer, but 
uh, it, it just wasn't an issue. You just lived, you consumed, we threw out so much stuff, it all just went into a big hole in the ground. Recycling concept just didn't exist. Uh, it's a different, a different era. So there's climate change. Recently, we've had the Black Lives Matter uh, protests around the world and uh, in the US, probably worse, was that's where the, the death of uh, George Floyd was at the hands of police. And all of the things that have been sitting there for hundreds of years around slavery, uh, racism, uh, all of those issues that touch every culture, uh, that's right in your face as well right now. And then last week we had the cyber attacks, which again have been there um, forever, I suppose, since we've had pretty much had computers, but the, the stepping up of the cyber attacks uh, from around the globe. Then, just over the weekend, there were, they've been fairly quiet in, on this front, terrorism. So terrorism, which you can link cyber attacks to kind of that as well, people trying to disrupt and disorganise. Uh, terrorism, the, the one in the UK, there was a, a lone person that went around stabbing people in a park. Um, you know, there's, these things are just continually present. They're certainly not talking about it a lot, but every now and then you see it pop up in the, in the media where there's been another terrorism attack and just not on the scale that we've seen in the last decade or so. And then in the last couple of days, they've also been talking about recession, the COVID recession, and what, what that means to people, the huge impact that it's having on tourism. Some industries are just completely untouched by this. Well, I won't say untouched. They're, they're certainly thriving from this. Some doing better than ever. I've got uh, some clients that are doing better than they've ever done before. Uh, just because of the industry that they happen to work in has benefited from the increase in demand or, or whatever else is going on at the moment that just suits what they're doing, sort of business as usual, but maybe things are happening faster because there's less disruption and um, the workforce is more upbeat and grateful for their jobs. So they're doing, maybe they're being more productive. So that means, you know, spitting out work quicker. Um, you know, so the recession is hitting everybody. I mean, around the globe, there's unemployment numbers are, are super high. Uh, the, the government's cash is going to run out at some point. And they played this delicate uh, balancing act between, well, we need to get the economy back and running at normal so that the, the money keeps flowing. But at the same stage, we can't keep killing people and having everybody get sick from this. So uh, we... We need to do something about it. Of course, the alternative is that you, you just open up everything. I think I said this right at the very start. You let everybody get it. Uh, those that have got it are going to either recover fine in two weeks' time or they're going to pass away. And that's the alternative that the government has to face right now. It's like, well, obviously they haven't chose the latter because they're thinking, well, the health system can't cope with it and it'll be seen as irresponsible and that'll create more issues from people saying, well, this is just crazy, what are you doing? And we see that in some countries where uh, some countries are protesting to be open and other countries are protesting that it's being silly and things should be 
close down. Uh, it comes from the direction comes from the, lead, the leadership. And if the leader, like the leader in Brazil, thinks that it's, it's nothing, it's just a, it's just a cold, it's not real, uh, then his country is being absolutely decimated by the disease. And then the seventh one is about the second wave. As we're still on that topic of COVID, um, some of these things are all related, but it's the second wave. And like right here in my suburb today, so I, have a, uh, I was a little bit later in recording this today because I wanted to listen to our Premier who's talking about the latest lot of results that have come out. So more infections are coming out uh, today. So we had a number of days of zero, um, but the last five days, they've been in the teens. And one day was in the 20s. I think yesterday or the day before, it was like 25 or something, which doesn't seem a lot in the scheme of our state. But still, what it shows is that this has gotten out again, and it's in four suburbs, and mine's one of them that's affected, and a neighbouring suburb. Uh, they've had more schools shut down. And what does all of this do? You put all of that in a, a blender and blend it all up, and there's a lot of pressure out there. And how you respond to that it really comes down to what I've been talking about recently, your values, your belief system, your mindset, how, and how that has, I guess, penetrating all of that for you. Because you might be rock solid and you say, no, I'm fine. You might be in an industry that uh, is unaffected and uh, you feel financially well, so therefore that removes a whole bunch of pressure for some people. Um, but for other people who have lost their jobs or there's the uncertainty, there's pay cuts, there's hour cuts, all of that kind of stuff, then that puts a whole heap of pressure on you, on the household, on relationships, not just your, you know, like your intimate relationship that you have with the, uh, you, you know, your partner, the one that you live with, but extended family, colleagues, etc. You become shorter tempered, you're not sure how to deal with things. You, yeah, it's, it's very, very deep. So how do we deal with it? How many times do you get knocked down? And you say, do you know what, I'm done. I'm just, I can't do this anymore. And we're seeing suicide rates go up, but they're not talking about it a lot, not on mainstream media anyway. Every now and then you'll see maybe a report comes out from one of these organisations like Beyond Blue or something and say, oh, wow, um, you know, they've doubled the number of cases that they're handling now during COVID as they were uh, compared to prior. It's like people are really, really battling. And you could be listening to this right now and that could be one of you. But I'm here to tell you this, that this will not be around forever. It will not. Well, the disease, I'm pausing there because the disease itself may be around forever. And maybe, it's not like they've eradicated the flu, they've come up with some vaccines for the flu and we, we live with it and some people get the flu and some people pass away from the flu, uh, but most of us uh, move through life, we deal with it. Um, I get a vaccine every year, and maybe that COVID will be something like that, where people will get it, some people will die from it, uh, most people will get a vaccine, or they'll just get it and you know, it will be what it will be. Uh, maybe, but maybe they won't come up with a vaccine either, because it's like SARS, MERS, they don't have vaccines for those yet either. So we, do, we don't know. Okay? And you can't live your life in, in hope that the government's going to be there to pick you up or that there's going to be a vaccine. And so we have to, we have to uh, live differently. But 
it's not going to always be the way that you feel for you right now is more what I'm thinking. And if you don't see that there's a way out of this, so I heard a survey result this morning where they said 22% of people think that uh, it will take 12 months, two years or more for our international borders to be opened up so that we can travel uh, without worry, I suppose. Some people, actually, I think it might have been 23%, 22% were saying that they think it will never be back to normal. So there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of uncertainty still. But the point is you have to see light at the end of the tunnel. You have to see that this isn't the way that your life is. If you're feeling completely decimated right now, really flat, run down like you can't go any further and then we're about to go into school holidays and there's a, another two weeks where you've got to put up with the kids and you know that's more time that you've got to uh, spend, uh, I suppose, taking away time from things that you want to do. You're, getting, you're just getting maybe back into a routine that the kids are back at school and now they're back out of it again and who knows what's going to happen over the school holidays. They're talking about they're worried about a big blowout again during school holidays because people have booked in holidays, people are going to be moving around a lot and it's going to spread even more. So then you could be worried about, or oh, are the kids even going to be able to go back to school? Is it going to continue to be shut down? I can't homeschool a moment longer. You know, all of these different considerations, but it's not always going to be like this. And you have to realise that as dark a place as you are living in right now, Good is coming. Your life will not always be like this. The way you think about things right now will not always be the same. If you choose to say, do you know what? I may have been knocked down seven times, but I am going to get up that eighth time and that ninth time and that tenth time, however long it takes, I'm going to keep getting up because I know that this is one of those life events that has come along. So say like the world wars, I mean, what did they go for? Three, four, five years? I mean, we could be living with this for the same period of time or longer. Three, four, five years this could go on for. And so you can't let it consume you. You have to realise that there's a greater purpose for you in your life rather than just surviving COVID-19. And we just have to build you up so that you work on those fundamental things that are going to take you from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. So I've identified six things, six things that will guaranteed help you feel so much better about what it is that you are doing right now, how you are right now, and how you can get out of this funk. And I'm here to tell you one thing, this isn't one of them, but I'm here to tell you, one, well, it's the last one, uh, but I'm here to tell you this one thing. If you do nothing, nothing will change. You have to take action. And if you're in a really crappy place, you've got to take big action. Big action will get you way better results. Doing nothing or doing the same thing is going to do what? Give you the same result. So you need to be open to change. Now here's the first one. You have to, every single day, grow yourself. You've got to find a way to grow yourself. Now. Here's what you should do. Switch off the TV. Don't watch the TV because you're not growing through TV and you say, oh yeah, I watch documentaries 
all the time. Well, I would find that probably unrealistic and unlikely. And anyone that's going to watch a documentary every single day is probably watching other stuff as well. Do other things. Find what it is that you need to grow in. Find those areas. Pick an area. I've done a bunch of podcasts before. Go back and search for them as to how you can find different ways to grow yourself. Yeah, whether it's books, podcasts, uh, whatever. But look at finding what it is that you're bad at and you want to get good at. Write it down. You've got to write this stuff down. This is a really important time in history. Imagine, like I would love to be able to read what my grandparents, if I will, yeah, I'll say my grandparents, my parents didn't live through it. They were, they were children. Um, but through the, the, fir, the, the first, the second world war, what did they do? How did they cope? Through their words, how did they cope with the, um, the financial situation, food rationing? What did they do at home? What did they grow themselves? How did they entertain the kids? How did they entertain themselves? What was the pressure like in their relationship? What was that fear like? I mean, we've got Facebook now. Something happens on the other side of the world and bang, it's posted up there and it spreads around the, the world and on the, the news like wildfire. So within an hour of it happening, you probably know already because somebody has said, this is important, bang, here it is. But back then, it, w- it would have been months, months for them to hear, hear certain things. So, so much uncertainty and how, they, how industry changed. And, you know, whether clothes manufacturing places then shifted to making uniforms or parachutes or, um, you know, some, some ladies that worked in, in those facilities were shifted to making ammunition, like filling bullets with gunpowder and that kind of stuff making bullets for the war. And like imagine knowing all that stuff. So this is your opportunity for your children, your kids' kids, to be able to look back in the times to come and like imagine the Spanish flu, living through that. And so through the First World War and people can see, wow, this is what my my mum's mum did or my great-great-great-great-great-grandmother or father did uh, during this time. And just knowing that you get through it, you know. We've had horrible events that have happened in our life. Not necessarily in my lifetime, but there have been in mine too. But you get through it. Time moves, moves on. Things change. Some things stay the same. But you continue to move forward. But if you want to grab this abundance of life that you want, whether it's health, body, fitness, relationships, whatever, if you want that... You've got to grow yourself first, okay? Because all of those things that you want, whatever it is, it won't just come to you. You have to work damn hard for it. Whether it's business, I look at all the things that I've achieved in my business. They have come with a lot of sacrifice. And people say you can have it all. Well, I think you can have it all, but you can't necessarily have it all at the one time. Maybe there needs to be sacrifice at certain points. It's kind of a bit like saying, I want to have a six pack, but I want to eat fast food every single day. Well, you can't have those two things at the same time. It's not going to work. So growing yourself every single day. The fastest way to do that, to work out how to grow, is to say, what are your weaknesses? What are your biggest weaknesses? Identify your top three weaknesses, pick the top one out of those three and start with that. 
if you want somewhere easy to go, go where my strength is. Weight loss coaching. Work on your body. Most people need to lose weight. Focus on your health and fitness. Use that. But that does link to a, um, another one I'm going to talk about. But growing. Growing yourself. My next point. Focus on your health and fitness. It doesn't matter what era it is. This one is obviously topical because it's affecting our health and our fitness, being COVID. But we should always be focusing on it. Because if you are in the, the strongest, fittest, most energized state, you've got more energy, you get more done, you are more focused, you take your life to where it is that you want to get to because you're healthy, fit and strong. So I feel like there's nothing that can stop me because I look after myself so much, I don't get sick, touch wood, um, and I focus on it every single day. I'm focusing on my food every single meal. I write it down. I've got, this is how meticulous I am. In 17 minutes, the clock just ticked over, I need to be eating. And I know exactly what I'm eating. I have it prepared there for me and I'm looking forward to it. And then I document exactly what it is that I'm eating, the weight of the salad that I eat, how much protein's in it. I document all that because it takes me to where it is that I want to get to. Okay? Always focus on it. For 32 years, over 32 years now, I have been focused on my health and fitness every day. Every day. It's probably an addiction, an obsession, but I like to think it's a healthy one. The next one, build relationships. Build relationships with people that matter. Okay, because what you want to do is make sure that you've got a great circle of people around you. And this isn't about making sure that you've got people that you can call on. This is about genuinely building strong connecting relationships with the people that you want to be like. Okay, don't go and try and infiltrate a gang and try and be like them. That's disempowering, destructive and, and socially not great. You want to find the people that you admire, the people that you want to hang out with, the people you want to spend time with, the people that you think will influence the way that you behave so that you can, again, use them as a piece in the puzzle of taking you from where you are to where it is that you want to be. I see far too many Many people that have uh, destructive traits in relationships, whether it's their, um, I say intimate relationship, I'm not talking about, um, uh, you know, during sex or that kind of stuff. I'm talking about an intimate relationship with your, you know, your lover, partner, whatever. That's when I say intimate um, relationship. Um, but so many people that have so much pressure and stress in that relationship and then they also have these toxic relationships around that whether it's from either side of the family um, uh, whether it's the way that they they build relationships themselves because we're not taught how to build relationship build relationships we find someone that likes us and we say oh do you want to be my mate 
I want to be my friend. And then it goes from there. And so it's only over time when you work out, oh, do you know what? Based on my values and belief systems, what I'm hear, um, hearing and feeling and seeing from those actions, from those people, I either like or I don't like that. And you're either going to come closer towards that or you're going to get further away from it. The challenge is that we have these uh, relations which are often, I talk about this in my book, Awaken the Sexy Within, really powerful exercises in there. The problem is that we, we often inherit these relationships because they come via family. And it's a real art to work out how you manage those relationships. So go, go get the book and, and see how we do that. I've got a whole, whole thing about removing toxic relations. Uh, but if you build those relationships with the people that matter, then you'll become a better person as well. And where I see a great example of this, uh, I'm going to use Stedman Graham as an example because I, I've met him, so he's Oprah's, Oprah, Oprah's um, significant other, very, very successful man in his own right, um, very spiritual, uh, lovely, lovely man. And he's a giant of a man, like a, a photo of me. I thought he was going to crush my head with his whole hand. He's like six foot five, six foot seven, something like that. And he was talking about uh, during COVID. So he does a lot of speaking engagements and all that kind of stuff. So he's not, he's not doing any of those at the moment. But what he is doing, he, he's working on building his relationships and building content so that when things lift, he's ready to go and ready to help people and he's constantly looking for, how can I be helping people more? But he's building relationships, he's connecting with people, the people that matter. And in doing that, you can see why he's so successful because that's where his mindset is. All of these people that I'm uh, are listening to at the moment that are already successful, it's their mindset through this process that is, is making you see why they're successful because they're not giving up and saying, oh, well, I'm, you know, I don't need to work because you know, I've got all the money. I mean, look at Stedman. I mean, Oprah is, they've been together for, I don't know, forever, 30 years or something, 40 years. Um, she's got more money than she knows what to do with. He's independently um, very wealthy himself. They don't need to work. But... He says he needs to work because this is the time for humanity to be helping people and doing all these things. And that's why they're successful, because you never, ever stop. So building the relationships with people that matter in your life is really, really important. And maybe it's time to, you know, you don't just have to unfriend people on Facebook. You can do it in real life too. You can do that. The next one, number four, grow your network. Similar to what I was just talking about. This is a time to be growing your network. And you think, oh, well, I'm just a mum or I'm just a dad or I do this. It's time for you to build a network. And this links to where do you want to get better at? What do you want to get good at? And there is not one person that will be listening to this right now and says, I don't need to get better at anything. Uh, if you're that person, then I'm sorry, you are arrogant and just wrong. You're not reflecting deeply enough into what it is that you want out of life, where you can improve. No one, even the most successful people in the world, uh, want more of something. They've failed at something, they're not strong at something, they want to improve. And that can be you too. So if you would find, when you find out what that is, you find out who are the people that I want to be uh, you know, connecting with, and then you find ways to network with them. 
The key is to find out just what you want first. I mean, if I think even just from the start of the year, since I made the decision to, if I just dumb it down and say, get a six pack and be on stage and be a winner, then from that, it's opened up a whole range of different people that I'm now networking with, um, people or having conversations with, not networking with all of them just yet. Uh, but I like my strength and conditioning coach, uh, photographers, uh, coach, like other coaches, um, uh, posing coaches. Um, uh, you know, there's, there are so many different avenues that, that this has opened up for me. And that's all came from a decision to say, this is what I want to do. And not knowing all the bits in between, but getting from one point to the next and saying, okay, I'm now here. Now, I know I need to do this next, but I don't know how to do it. Let me find somebody that can help me do that. And that's what I've done. And that's what life is about. And I've only done it that way because how easy would it be for me to say, well, here's a good example. So last week on our our, um, Isogenics uh, weekly meeting, uh, one of the ladies said, uh, who's in a challenge? Uh, Which is the challenge that I'm going in the Isobody challenge. Well, I'm in. And uh, a bunch of people put up their hand. And she's saying, look, you, the benefit of doing the challenge is that over the course of the year, there's four challenges, uh, you get a $200 uh, product voucher. So you get up to $800 of free products just by going into the challenge each year, which is, which is fantastic. It's an awesome thing. Anyone can, can go in it. But she was talking about how um, you know, I'll, I'll, most of us go in it without uh, yeah, any change or any prospect of change or any desire to change just to go in it for the sake of getting the, the product. That's fine, but that's most people. Most people want to do that. So I said, I'm not like most people. I want to do something extraordinary for me, something I've never done before. And then once I made that decision, the rest changed. And then my whole life is changing as a result of that. Number five, super important, linked to the last one I was just talking about, create goals for yourself, big goals. But don't make them so big that you'll never do them. For me, it was about, okay, I need to, uh, this is what I want to achieve, being on start. I'm just talking about this particular one. I've got a whole bunch of business ones as well, but... Um, this is what I want to achieve on stage. This is the look that I want. I don't know the number, you know, the body fat percentage. I don't know what I need to get to, but that's what I want to get to, as in that look. And I've never done it before. And I want it so badly that I'm just going to find a way. So huge goal for me. To achieve something that I've never been able to achieve, but now at 52 saying, I'm going to be in the best shape I've ever been and nothing's going to stop me. So that was a huge goal for me. Now I've got obviously little ones in between. It was only through getting the coaching that he said, you need to get down to this percentage of body fat. I'm like, oh wow, that's, that's a big change from where I am right now. So let's get cracking. And uh, I've got little ones in between to say, okay, so my goal for my current 12-week block, so I'm in two weeks into it, um, is to do exactly what I did for the last 12 weeks because I got such good results. I gained 
um, almost two kilos of muscle, drop body fat, reduce my body fat percentage. Um, you can start to see through the photos the change that's going on and there's change happening every day because I'm sticking to the same thing. So my coach says, this is the hard part. You've got to let your body, the muscle do the work now and you just keep doing what you're doing consistently and you'll get the outcome. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And uh, so that's my goal for my, the current 12 weeks. And then I've broken that down to my daily goals. And again, I'm just talking about this particular goal, but my daily goals in relation to this are track my food every day. Scheduled, make sure my workouts are scheduled. They are scheduled for the whole year. That's how committed I am. I've got my, making sure that my supplements keep coming through, so I've got those ordered and they come through monthly for me. I make sure that I've got the food in the house, I'm doing my meal preparation, uh, but I'm consuming my meals every day, they're all on plan, I'm getting the omega-3s in that I need, getting the right amount of protein, I'm only taking high energy carbohydrates in around my workouts, I make sure that I get four meals in within three hours on a workout day. I make sure that I get up my 10,000 steps on the other days. Um, and that is what I do, making sure I get enough sleep, making sure I get enough water in. And they're my daily goals. I'm focused on them. Because when you don't have goals, so the person, and I'm not trivializing this at all, but it's, um, it's backed by research, People that commit suicide don't have goals, okay? They feel like there is absolutely nothing else for them on this planet, so it's time to end it. When you have goals, the goals light you up. But this is the thing, you've got to find the goal that lights you up. I've never been more focused in my life because I am so excited by this particular goal. Goal. I said gold. I'm surrounded by gold. That lights you up. So you need to find those goals that light the soles of your feet that you can't stand still. You've got to keep going and keep going and keep going because that passion that burns within you is so bright and so deep and so powerful that you're inspired to get to where it is that you want to get to. I heard something good the other day that said, I'd only heard this before, that um, so motivation only takes you so far. Okay, Motivation will push you. People say to me, I want, to, uh, I want you to motivate me. I said, well, that's not going to work because that's going to get you hyped up in this moment, but it's, it's not going to work um, for a long term. Uh, inspiration is something that pulls you towards what it is that you want. And then it was Frank McKinney, actually, that I heard him say this. Uh, Frank McKinney is an, an awesome, uh, awesome dude, really, really funny guy. And he's, uh, he makes real estate art. I'm not going to explain what that is. Look him up, Frank McKinney, and have a look at his houses. They're unbelievable. He said aspiration is the thing. He says inspiration, oh, what did he say? In, uh, he says motivation is like dirt, something like that. It washes off in the shower. He says inspiration is like sunburn. It wears off over a couple of days. He says, aspiration, something that you aspire to be, he says, that'll last a lifetime. You aspire to it. So, um, you know, you could say, I'm aspiring to get to that, that image of that body that I want. And that's what pulls me towards it every day. You've got to find what it is for you.
But again, you've got to do the work for it. You can't just say, oh, well, I don't know what it is. Well, no, you're not going to find it just like that. You've got to do the work. Write all this stuff down. Write it down. Write it down. How many times do I need to tell you to write things down? Write your thinking down. Make some time for yourself. Okay. The last point is you need to act every day. You need to do these steps every single day. Like breathing. If you want to get better, you've got to work at it every single day. No exceptions. You have to work at it every single day. There are some days where I don't want to do the things that I want to do. Well, sorry, I, I don't want to do the things that maybe that I need to do. But I do them anyway because I know that I'm going to get stronger as a result of doing them, as in mentally stronger. So all of those, those things that I just mentioned, those six things, they're really, really important because they change your focus. Suddenly, you're shifted from worrying about what's going on around you to focusing on creating a better version of yourself, a stronger version of yourself mentally, that you're focusing on the other side or you're focusing on what's happening today or tomorrow or you know, what's important to you as opposed to getting lost and caught up in the media hype and all the things that you think are, are doom and gloom going on around you. You're creating your own pathway. Don't let all of this dictate how you should live. Yeah, you might have to be forced to be locked down and stuff, but look at how I spent my last 90 days. So productive, built so many different things, and I'm really proud of myself for being able to do that. Could I have done more? Probably. But I did what I thought was a really good output for me. And how many people have done nothing over this time? Just caught up on... Uh, you know, watching TV or, you know, they're talking to me about how they're bored. And it's like, man, shame on you for being bored. You should never be bored. Life is too short for that. There is so much that can be done. Now, I believe in you. You can do this. You do all these things consistently and you'll find you'll drag yourself out of this funk that you're in and you'll start to turn into the person that you want to be. Changing from where you are to where you want to be. It's an exciting, exciting prospect. You just have to do the work. Have fun. I'll see you tomorrow.